0: welcome to the secret life of entrepreneurs where we talk everything local from finding out what makes a business owner tick to how to get your business found tune in as business owners share it all the secret life of entrepreneurs is a proud member of the saskatchewan podcast network i'm your host barb mcgrath local business owner google girl and founder of the Get Found Digital Marketing Program. Today's guest is the head honcho of the South Saskatchewan Community Foundation. What the heck is a community foundation? You know, honestly, until I started talking to Donna and her team, I had no clue. But boy, has it been a steep learning curve for me. Donna's been with the foundation for about three years, but she spent the majority of her career in either the charity or the nonprofit sector. This is a busy lady, folks. The fact that we pinned her down for 25 minutes to talk to her, like, wow, I feel so important right now. So first off, Donna, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to learn more about you and the foundation. Now, of course, I teased you're such a busy lady. You are so actively involved in the community, the Coaching Federation, the Association of Fundraising Professionals. Tell me a little bit about what drives you, what keeps Donna going on a daily basis.
1: So really interesting. Thank you for asking. I am a lifelong learner, so I like to keep up to date on what's happening in community, what's happening in these organizations. The ones that um, you know, I find for me personally to be interesting, along with my career, and so I'm always looking for opportunities to learn and to understand from others, and then to help us as well. Yes. If I know something that I can share with them, so I like being involved, and I, you know, I think that um, it's helped me throughout my entire life. But I've always been like that, mm-hmm. and I hope to pass some of that to my kids too. That's um, awesome. You know, they become involved.
0: Okay, that is fantastic. When I read through your bio, when I was getting ready for our show today, the word that jumped out at me or the word that came to mind to describe you, you are a contributor. You look to give back to your community, I suspect your friends, your family. It's how you're driven, isn't it, Donna? <laughs> yes, that
1: is. That's very interesting. I've, I haven't thought of it that way, but I do like to... Uh, Not just myself, but I like to offer. If I have something to offer, Mm -hmm. I like to to help others and help them understand. Help my community. Um, It's just the way you're built. Sometimes I think, and perhaps the way you're brought up, or you know. So you just kind of have that innately Mm -hmm. um, that desire continue to pay forward.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let me ask you this question then: How do you balance your time? Because I know for people, other other friends and family that I know, that they're a giver by nature. You also have to find that balance so that you can recharge. So how do you do that? How do you balance?
1: Really good question, Barb. And lots of times we don't even like to think about that because it actually puts you into a zone that you have to slow down. Mm-hmm. and about how you're recharging but what I do know is that if you do not recharge yourself you're not good for others and you don't you know you're not showing others that it's important to take care of yourself so that you can be that person for for other whether it's community or people or family Um, so I really like to look at I've always looked at work-life balance too I um, You know, I like to, I like work. I've always liked work. Um, But I know that family life is also important. And so I I really try to balance those pieces. I don't think my children would say that they were hard done by because I wasn't around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or my husband. We always made sure that we were present. Yes. uh, One of us for sure. And, uh, you know, because I have a good support system and was able to engage in community and that really matters as well um my husband helped with help children all the time and coached and you know and i was able to follow a few of my dreams um, which was going back to school and work and different things so you know, you, you learn how to balance i love um enacting mindfulness mm-hmm. into my day and being grateful uh, you know, using a journal to, to learn about yourself and the things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, it completely slows down your day, especially in the morning, and it, yes. it makes you more mindful of what you're doing.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I actually took a mindfulness class from, from a local business here. And when I started the class, I was kind of thinking, eh, I don't know, like, eh. but by the end, I loved it. Oh, Joanne did such a wonderful job in that class and we actually did a retreat at the end at the university. And I remember walking around and being able to enjoy kicking water in puddles like I hadn't since I was a kid. Like how cool is kicking water? And I had no kids with me, so I like got to kick and it was awesome. <laughs> right?
1: That was really- so true. You know, we don't take enough time. Um, we're, we're busy, right? That there, is that word. I don't even like that word busy. Mm-hmm. But if you can be present in the things that you're doing, yes, that's most important. And I remember once I was with somebody, and um, they said I was talking to them. We were at dinner function, and I said, Oh, they asked me how my week was going, and I said, This is about ten years ago, and I said, You know i just can't wait for the week to be done it's been a long week Mm -hmm. looked at me and they said not ever wish a moment away yes take the time you need Be present with it Mm -hmm. others would in a in a second want to trade you places that's right so you know that's what i've learned you enjoy where you're at and um, be present with what you're doing. I don't know where I first
0: heard that, but when my kids were little and um, we had two at the same time, so we had an infant and a toddler because we, we had a child and we adopted a child. So we were instant parents literally just had water and we were parents. Um, But I remember thinking, I didn't want to wish time away because I knew inherently how precious that time was. And and I still have to remind myself of that now that they're teens. Sometimes I do, okay, I can't wait till we get through this phase. Um, but I was so cognizant of it when they were little, because that time is so precious. And it goes so quick. I know every new parent hears that, that the time goes quick and it doesn't seem like it, but a former, Um, supervisor of mine said to me one time, the days are long, the years are short. And I thought that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Ah. Right? It absolutely resonates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were going to talk about the foundation because here we go down my rabbit hole. But tell me about the community foundation. What exactly is a foundation? I know you've been around for years. And in fact, there are foundations across Canada. So it's an entire movement. So just kind of give me the skinny on how the heck this all works.
1: Absolutely. So the basic mandate of a community foundation is to improve the quality of community life right where you live. And so we're a charitable public um, endowment organization. Okay. And so we're For the betterment of community forever, Mm -hmm. really. So you you know that there's probably I don't know over five thousand charities er, or, and um, public private and so there's so the thing with the community foundation there's 191 of us across Canada Mm -hmm. and so the community foundation is really here. To the betterment of community, mm-hmm. to facilitate the conversations with donors, and have that um, ent- you know that that very important conversation about what the donors' goals are, what they you know what they hope to leave behind, what kind of a legacy would they like. So, facilitating that conversation with experienced staff members, we are not accountants or estate planners or financial planners. But we can help you in your, in reaching your goals mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, on those side of things. So it's really about facilitating the conversation with donors about mm-hmm. their philanthropy. Right. And then it's helping them understand what the community need is because the Community Foundation does local research, mm-hmm. right? We have vital signs. um We have surveys, charity surveys. Um, You know, we really are connected Mm -hmm. at the grassroots level, at the ground level, with what's going on in community. And so it helps us share that with donors. Mm -hmm. People come to the foundation because they really don't know where to start. They know they want to have impact. They know they might want to leave a legacy where they started their business. Or they think, okay, well, after I'm gone, I'd like to leave a percentage of my estate to five charities or whatever yeah. so that we are able to facilitate those conversations and help them understand what the community need is, mm-hmm. uh, which charitable organizations might be affiliated with their their field, their area of focus. Okay. So we, we're really connected. We're connected to the charity and nonprofit world mm-hmm. um, so that we can give them some information. We don't give them advice, but
0: we give them information so they can make the decision. Right. So in my mind, if I was a philanthropist and I had the funds to leave behind as a legacy, I could come to you. And and to me, that feels more comfortable because if I knock on a charity's door itself, it almost creates an expectation that, you know, oh, great, Barb's going to you know, leave us in her will or something like that. Or maybe it's even, you know, a during-life donation. Whereby talking to you, I can make that more comfortable. Possibly I can, you know, spread the wealth, so to speak. Is that a fair
1: statement? I think that is. The thing with the Community Foundation, too, is that we don't compete with charities. We're actually kind of, if you think about an umbrella, we kind of are at the that umbrella. We give back, in 2020, we gave back nearly 10 million dollars wow to 225, yeah, to 225 organizations of charities and non-profits uh, so but our job is really to facilitate the conversation to figure out um what the needs are in community and then how do we try and have more impact mm-hmm.
0: exactly um, and i love that where you live you work, you live, you, yeah, you're facilitating those conversations, absolutely. Can you give us some examples that we might be familiar with that are, you know, prominent in the community?
1: So one, I want to talk to you just about one really good example, and okay. it's um, it's about uh, an individual in our coma, Saskatchewan, because okay. we are some Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. so we have a, an individual there that won't... Wanted his community. He grew up there. His parents grew up there. Um, he really wanted his a legacy to be in that community. Okay. So he set up a fund with South Saskatchewan, with the direction that the the interest after because we preserve the capital and mm-hmm. return the interest and income so that they can give back to charitable organizations forever. Okay, and so we a fund. And we talked about what was of interest to him, and then we, uh, you know, we made sure we talked to the municipality mm-hmm. that they are qualified donors so we can give we can um, give back the money to the qualified donee okay. who can um, address the needs of the donor. He wanted yes. to give it back to the local <laughs> rink, the cemetery, the the church in town. Wow. So we facilitate those calls so that mm-hmm. they can give it back right where they live if they choose to. We've exactly. some donors that no longer live here, mm-hmm. but they want to give back to the community that supported them, where they had their business, uh, where they, they raised their children. Yes. Um and so that's kind of, you know, those are the legacy pieces that people, businesses, individuals, corporations actually do it as well. So mm-hmm. there's all kinds of um, uh, interesting ways to keep your commitment or to give a commitment to your community and to to grow communities need finances Mm -hmm. um, in perpetuity yes you know they're always going to need money for the roof or the you know there's always ways to use um resources the nice thing about when you set up a fund is that it's in there it's there an endowed fund it's there for perpetuity forever Mm -hmm. so the interest and income will go back um, to, you know, whatever the field of interest or the area of interest is for the donor, uh, forever. Right. You know what, that, that
0: really spurs something for me, Donna, because when you think about being able to make an impact, being able to, to make your mark on something that's particularly important to you, um, and, and have that sense of, of making a difference, of, um, creating a better, future in whatever area that interests you. Sport, recreation, health, right? Like that is really a unique opportunity then to work with you. So what does that process look like? Does somebody just call you up and say, Hey Donna, I got some money. You want it? Like what does that look like? What does that sound like usually? Probably not like that. (laughs) Sometimes
1: you'd be you'd be surprised. But you know, we really like to facilitate a conversation. Absolutely. You know, we would certainly help them. And we will also, uh, you know, we, we don't want, we might not be their solution. So we try to ex- express what we do and how we can help them. And if, there were, if we're the right fit for them, mm-hmm. right? So you want to make sure that you are able to um, provide the, you know, the, the information or provide the services that a donor wants to get. And if they want to donate directly to one charity, we tell them you you probably, unless that charity's not going to be around in 10, 15 years, which may, might be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we really advise them if we are the best choice for them. Right. And I think the thing with, the, with donors too, is that if they start a fund with us and it's, you know, let's just say they want to give back to a specific charity, mm-hmm. there's always options within their fund agreement that if that charity ceases to exist, what are some other areas? Right. Or what are, are you okay if we said you know if the money goes to a charity that is of similar interest? Hmm. So we always follow through with the donor. So it's not just a kind of a one conversation, one right. stop conversation we Mm -hmm. actually you know we might have multiple options for them Mm -hmm. but we really want to a little to get to know the donor a little bit and um, understand where they're coming from and what their goals are
0: so in a number of cases are you also working with um second generation maybe even third generation family who still continue to be active in managing the fund and things like that yes
1: we are we um yes we have a few families that have um multiple generations, I mm-hmm. guess, that are in, in um, the funds. And, um, you know, it, it's growing that um, ideology mm-hmm. of philanthropy and giving back and creating community for today, yeah. but also for future generations. So, you know, the, the funds that sit at the foundation or they, you know they're invested in community they will be there um, forever right so yeah. thinking about the next generation and how does this look for them and ensuring that there's um, uh, resources that can go back into community in the future yes right? so it's not so that's why we kind of we focus on long term mm-hmm. and our game our game is for the long term we want to help community forever yes and our, the endowed Um, model works in that sense we do both we do have some non-endowed which is almost like a flow through Mm -hmm. to help immediate capital needs or whatever that might be right but we are really here for the long game you know what and helping generate
0: so one of the things that just kind of clicked for me as you're talking um when the when the funder was supporting municipal level. It doesn't have to be a charity. It can be a charity, a nonprofit, a municipality. In terms of how funds can flow from those endowments, you must have a ton. You probably have as many different ways that the funds flow as you've had donors over the last 50 years.
1: Well, you know what? All our funds, our funds have to go back to a charity. Oh, they do? Okay yes they do so but or qualified donors so okay. municipalities classified as a qualified donate nonprofits sometimes work very closely with the charity mm-hmm. and so you know they are um, they have an agreement perhaps right. that they work together uh, but our funds because the donor receives a charitable tax receipt mm-hmm. for their donation the money has to go back to a charity okay so we all CRA rules and mm-hmm. ensure
0: that, that that's the way it flows. Okay. So just for my own um, understanding then, how does that municipality fit under there, under that charitable rule with CRA?
1: Because they are qualified dones. All municipalities called. are blanketed mm-hmm. as qualified donors. Um And, you know, lots of times maybe, you know, individuals don't want to give back to a city or something. You want a project that it's going to yes. so they often work with us um, if they have a fund towards a project perhaps that the city or municipality might be working on mm-hmm. and you know it gives them a little bit more assurance I guess that in our you know our letters our grant letters etc that the monies will be spent in a certain way
0: okay that makes much more sense for
1: me so you know what... the other thing yeah Go ahead. I was just going to say the the other important piece to a community foundation is being able to address uh, emergent needs right in the community. Mm -hmm. And so while we do the research in that area around, um, you know, we do charitable surveys, we do our vital signs community network meetings, we do our vital signs reports, we get to know the pulse of the community and what's going on. We have charities calling us when they're in dire straits. We kind of know. We know what's happening on the ground. The important piece there is that we are trying to grow our uh, South Saskatchewan Community Vital Fund, um, where that money helps uh, emergent needs. We run a kind of like a competitive grant for an application process of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to the research that we have right now, I know there's five different areas that we're looking at. um, People apply for it, but we know that they are critical points in the community and where people need or charities need resources mm-hmm. and so we're trying to grow that because while it's important to um, you know help keep up uh, different maybe buildings or cemeteries or we also know mm-hmm. that it is important to help improve the quality of life for people today that are yes. running into uh, you know issues and charities are trying to help them whether that's homelessness poverty, um you know racial discrimination whether it's you know there's a whole variety of issues that are going on mm-hmm. we try to focus with our community fund yes. and help those emergent issues um help communities work together on those emergent issues
0: and did you say that there's five areas that you're focusing Then the vital fund
1: well, so we have, um, two years ago, before COVID, we did do 50 vital community conversations because it was our 50th anniversary. Okay. And, um, you know, we, we looked at, I think there was 2,000 people attended. Um, oh, I don't know. Sorry, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Probably around 56 different conversations mm-hmm. and all over South Saskatchewan. And so yeah. the information that came back said that they number one indicator is that they need to belong. People need to belong in the community that they're living in. Mm -hmm. And what that means to individuals will be different, depending on what they're feeling or looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the emergent issues that came out right across South Saskatchewan were sustaining rural communities, which makes sense, right? And then uh, drug abuse and addiction, Mm -hmm. safety in communities, how safe do you feel? Yep. racism, racism towards new immigrants and Indigenous people, mm-hmm. and, homel- and homelessness and affordable housing.
0: Yes. Those are
1: the five issues. So then COVID hit, and exactly. we couldn't, we were struggling. Everybody was pivoting, trying <laughs> to do a big thing. And then we aligned our granting last year. On, it used to be called Smart and Caring, okay. our fund. Mm -hmm. Uh, we aligned it towards those five issues and we added a COVID lens. Uh. So what does this mean for COVID? Mm -hmm. And, um, so we, we ran that competitive grant and, and, um, I think there was about $60,000 that went back into community for those issues. Okay. Um, and then, you know, so, so that's what we try to do with our research. Mm-hmm. And then donors will ask us, you know, so what, what are the issues today? Yeah, donors will ask us, what are the issues today? And we'll say, these are the issues because of our research. And if, you know, the donor wants to support or help with that um, community fund, mm-hmm. that's what they do. Awesome.
0: Donna, we are just about out of time today. Can you let folks know how they would find information about the charity? uh, Sorry, the foundation, whether it's your website, your social channels, how do we find out more about you and make that phone call if there's some funds to contribute?
1: (laughs) So the best way would be to check out our website, sscf.ca and there's contact information on there. You know, really give us a call, ask for a meeting, you know, we can sit down, we can chat over email or virtual, or we can set up an in-person at some point. So we really just, you know, we're, we're having conversations with people, and we really look forward to it. Uh, the staff love what they do, and uh, we really feel like we're making an impact in the
0: community. Oh, you are. The impact that you are making is tremendous, absolutely tremendous. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today. It's been a pleasure to put a name and a face together and take a look at all these credentials and say, hey, like she's just an everyday person that you can chat with. And she laughed and smiled through the whole conversation. So that was fantastic. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so
0: much, Barb. Absolutely. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email me at barb at above the fold dot live or reach out on our Facebook and Instagram page at AboveTheFoldCA. And just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of our shows on our Facebook page. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner and Google Girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now. Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Next time you're stuck in traffic for a while, here's some things to think about instead of why the car in front of you is going so slow or if the car behind you is trying to hit a ride on your bumper. What if your bank was committed to working with you to achieve your goals? What if they cared enough about you to get to know you? What if they weren't successful unless you were? What if your financial well being drove everything they did? Come see Why Things Are Different at Conexus. Stop by any branch to learn more about how Conexus cares.